Breaking the Borderline Stigma. I'm Kristen Nicole. I'm a life coach for highly sensitive women and women with borderline personality disorder, helping you to create a protective emotional skin to learn to love all of you and to let your gorgeous light shine despite the darkness. And by the way, I'm also a highly sensitive person and a BPD conqueror myself. Hello and welcome back. I am so happy to be here with you and I'm happy that you have joined me on today's episode. I am really excited to share this information with you. But before I get into the content for today, I just wanted to let you know that my computer is having issues again. So unfortunately, I am not able to record through my regular mic. I am doing this through my phone. I hope that the sound quality will be okay. Please give me a little bit of grace as you are listening. Apparently, I'm going to have to look into either fixing my computer or if it's just beyond hope, getting a new one. But it was really important for me to get this episode recorded and out to you because I really want to be consistent with my content. On that note... I'm really excited to share what I'm going to share with you today because I want to talk to you about the exact steps that I took to really kind of recover and learn how to thrive with BPD. And as I was thinking about everything that I wanted to share, I just, there's so much that I want to share with you. I have so many episode ideas. I think I have like 30 some episode ideas and topics that I want to record. And I really wish that I could just spend all of my time recording these for you. Unfortunately, it's also important that to me, it's very important that I'm consistent. And unfortunately, with the way that my schedule works right at, right now, it's just really hard for me to do that. And ideally, I would love to release at least one episode a week, if not maybe three episodes a week. Um, but I haven't gotten there yet. So in a perfect world, in an ideal world, part of my full-time job or business would be creating these podcast episodes for you and then also doing my coaching. I have not gotten there yet with having my business be 100% full-time. So that is, of course, the goal. But until I'm able to do that, I am just going to be releasing every other week because I feel like that's something that I can maintain for you. And it's really important to me that I do release quality content for you on a consistent basis because I want you to be able to count on it, especially if you're getting value from this, which I hope that you are. Um, Okay. So... What I want to share with you today is exactly what I did to get myself to a point where I am really thriving with BPD. I say conquer, but and um, recover from, but that being said, I mean, there are still some symptoms that I have and some quote unquote 
relapses that I will experience from time to time. Now, whether or not that's the BPD or it's just kind of everyday life, I don't know. But um, I, I like to think of me having really conquered it. But I do also realize and admit and acknowledge that there are days where I struggle. And I think that that is important to share with you because even though I have gotten myself to a really good place and I love working with other people who have BPD to get them to a really good place, there are some bad days and there are some bad moments and that's okay. I think the important thing is to recognize when those bad days and those bad moments come that they will pass and that you don't just acknowledge that they will pass, but you also really acknowledge how you're feeling because that is a big, big thing. I know in my personal experience anyway, was not acknowledging how I was feeling, just trying to stuff down and suppress my emotions. And it kind of led me to, I think, the BPD diagnosis. Um, I won't get in to all of that. What I want to share with you is how I really went from once I got diagnosed to now being happier and more fulfilled and really calmer and just enjoying life so much more than I ever did before um, I started taking these steps. And that's what I want to share with you. As always, I just remind you that I am not a therapist. This is my own experience and this is my own journey. And um, if you if you feel as though a therapist and and you haven't gotten gotten into therapy or anything like that um, would be beneficial for you, I do um, advise you to seek some professional help in that from that standpoint. That being said, because I have gone through it, I also have a really good idea of things and to do and steps to take that have helped me. Now with BPD. Because there are nine different symptoms or factors at play into the diagnosis, and in order to be diagnosed, you have to have five of those nine, that actually lends itself to, and I was reading about this in a book or listening to it because I actually, a lot of times when I say reading, I'm really listening. It's just easier for me to absorb the information when I listen to audiobooks than it is to actually read. Um, I don't know if that is an ADHD thing. I've never been diagnosed with ADHD, but I have symptoms of it. Um, So I don't know if that's just an attention thing. It's hard for me to read line by line and actually retain the information. So anyway, side note, when I say I read, it's normally I I listen to audiobooks um, because I listen to a lot of them now. And one of the audiobooks I was listening to, or at least one of the, the snippets of, was talking about how because there's five symptoms that you have to have to be diagnosed and there's nine total, that ends up becoming a possible 256 combinations of someone who could have BPD. So all that being said is that, of course, my experience is going to be very different than your experience or than someone else's, but there are some similarities. So Things that maybe help me may not be helpful for you, but they may also be helpful for you. I would say it's just to try it and um, and and open yourself up to the possibility and know that your symptoms are manageable and they can be 
like I've said in a previous podcast, in quote-unquote remission, you can get yourself to a point where you really enjoy life and are really able to emotionally regulate, maybe even better, dare I say, better than a lot of the people around you because you have more of an awareness. So when it comes to what I did exactly, and I'm going to take you through this as best I can in some detail, but it's honestly so much detail um, that I could share and I would be here with you all day long. So I'm going to try and give you, of course, the high level pieces with some details that I can, um, but also trying to keep these relatively brief. I know like in some of my episodes, they've been a little longer and and I certainly I know I interviewed Dr. Lee a few episodes ago and I know that I'll be having other people on the podcast that I plan on interviewing. Those episodes will likely be longer because it's an interview, but I try to keep these 20 minutes or so um, because I want it to be quick and consumable for you. And if you're anything like me, like I'm a mom and I have a day job, I have my business, I have two small kids, I have a husband, I have two small dogs, there's a lot going on. And I have, you know, I have my coaching, I have the podcast, I have all this stuff going on. So I know that it's hard to sometimes consume the information that you want to consume. So let's go ahead and get into it. So here's what I did. Okay. Um, First thing was before I got diagnosed, I was doing talk therapy. And I think I've mentioned this previously where it was good for me to talk to someone, but a lot of times I left feeling more anxious than I did when I went in. But at the same time, I knew that I needed the therapy. He, that therapist had decided to retire and he referred me over to another therapist within the practice. He knew that I was interested in learning more about DBT. Now, I don't know how much he knew specifically about borderline and maybe even thought that I had BPD. If he did, he never let on. But in knowing that we had talked about DBT and I told him just what I had read about it in the pamphlet that they had, it it, it almost seemed like um, a rewiring of your internal thought processes in a way. Like it just, you know, it was like, it was like, that's the best way I can put it is a rewiring. That was my interpretation of it. Um, so I was interested in it. And so he referred me to a therapist within the practice. I started going to her. She did an evaluation. And I do want to share in another episode, if you're interested, I would love to actually hear from you too to know if this is something that you would like. But in another episode, I know I've gone through the nine symptoms, but I want to break those down some too, um, because there's this checklist that I had to go through. And so I want to break them down for you just to see what those different nine symptoms could look like um, as they kind of manifest in your life. So I went and saw her. I did this evaluation. Um, She told me that I had signs. I can't remember, honestly. I can't remember if she told me I had signs of or exhibited BPD, but long story short, it was I did I did get the diagnosis of having BPD. Um, 
And I think just like most people ask, I do believe that I asked, what do you, there's something wrong with my personality? I, I don't feel like there's something wrong. I've always tried to be kind to people and treat them as I would want to be treated and do the right thing. And anyway, so, um, I, but I do think I was one of those people where I said, what do you mean I have a, like, what's a personality disorder? I, I don't, there's something wrong with my personality. Um, but that aside, I started um, therapy with her one-to-one. And then I started a group therapy. So group, gosh, I don't even remember. I think it was every week. And then one-to-one was every other week, I think. Or maybe we did like three weeks on and a week off for group. I, I really don't remember. It was It was a good amount though that I was going there. Um, maybe it was every other week group and every other week one-to-one. I could probably find out. It's irrelevant. It doesn't really matter. The point is that it was a, it was a good program. And because they essentially, I think were the only ones in my area who offered DBT, um, my insurance did actually cover it, which was nice. But I, I went through DBT. I, I, got through the first, I really wanted to be in there two years. I only got through a year because we ended up moving. I'll tell you about that in a second, but, um, I did go through all of the modules and then I had the one-to-one. I think some DBT programs aren't a combo of one-to-one and group. And I would say that if you haven't gotten into it, I would look for a program like that. Um, if you're in a program that is not like that. So, as I was progressing through this program and having my conversations, there were things that happened at work and there was this opportunity that came up for this other job. And I was talking to my therapist and I was talking to her about a situation at at my current job. And she said, you know, sometimes you just, you have to be aware of maybe it's just not the right environment for you. Sometimes it is changing your environment and that's the best thing for you. So I started to consider that. And then I had this job opportunity come up and it required us to move out of state, several states away to a location that we had lived before and didn't really enjoy. And I say we, cause it was my husband and I, anyway, long story short, I ended up getting the job in, and it was one of those things where it was like, I don't want to say it fell in my lap, but it kind of did by way of jobs. I'd never had something go so seamlessly when it came to interviews and there were a lot of them um, and then get the offer. And so that was kind of the second thing. So the first thing was after I got my diagnosis or switching therapists, it was getting the diagnosis and starting into DBT. The second part was in my conversations with her was realizing that I needed to change my environment to something that was more suitable for what I actually needed from an atmospheric perspective, from a personality perspective, um, from an environmental perspective, like the corporate environment, because I actually used to be in fashion and I was in fashion design. And while I loved the idea of it when I was in school, actual fashion design 
is not all that it is cracked up to be. I, I did not get to have the creativity that I wanted. And there are a lot of egos. Okay. I, I really say it is quite an abusive industry. Now, the last job that I was in, I really liked my boss. I really liked the people there. There were just some different dynamics at play that threw me off, caught me off guard. And, and I was, I was kind of upset about it. But anyway, that, that doesn't matter. The point being is that I was willing to pivot and, um, change my environment. And my husband, thank God, was supportive of that, even though it meant leaving our extended families. Throughout all of this, I was also trying to work on my own business because I knew that I did not want to be in the corporate world for the rest of my life. So that was kind of an underlying thing. And I felt like if I took this new job, I would be able to also work on my my own business a little bit more. I would have a little bit more time because the, the job that I was in required a lot of overtime. Um, so just to, to be able to get to, just to meet everything, not that they told you you had to, it was just in order to get everything done that you need to get done. He ended up having to work overtime. So we ended up moving. And so I changed my environment. And I also had my own business. And I had a vision of what I wanted my life to look like. So that's kind of the third step. I had a vision of what I wanted my life to look like. And sometimes people can get caught up in this and they don't dream big enough. And sometimes the vision is they just want to get themselves out of the shithole or the hellhole or the fucked up environment that they're in. And if that's the vision, that's okay because that's an immediate thing. But having a long-term vision of essentially when I'm on my deathbed, what do I want to look back and see that I've done with my life? And being an amazing mom was part of that vision. And I knew that the environment I was in of working so much was not going to support that. I also wanted to have more time with my kids. And so that was part of the vision. The next thing I did was I actually went to an event because of the business that I was working in or that I, that I was working on my own personal business. When we moved, we moved to Florida and it just so happened that this event that I came across from these people who are self-made millionaires were putting on this event and it was about two and a half hours away in Orlando. And I thought, well, I'm here. (laughs) So it's pretty easy to just drive over to Orlando. I talked to my husband about it and, you know, it was fine because it was just, it was like a three day event. So I would have had to leave and But what the event did was it got me into a scenario of being around like-minded people. And even though it was the like-minded people of people who wanted to have a business, that event led me to sign up to with, for a coaching program. It was a business coaching program. And once I got my coach, I started working on a lot of self-care and a lot of mindset stuff, which is so funny because you would think with business, you'd be all the other stuff, but it's not. (laughs) It's really, I mean, if you, if you want to, I I highly recommend if you want to feel better, if you want to, um, if you want to 
kind of get out of the situation that you're in, both mentally, emotionally. Um, I highly recommend starting a business, but it has to be one that you really have a vision for. And this is something that I help my coaching clients on, not necessarily starting a business, but creating that vision of what they really want their life to look like. Um, and it could be, but the thing is, is that so much of business is self-development and working on your mindset and changing kind of limiting beliefs in managing your emotions. Now I will say that's a subset. That's a side thing of managing your emotions because I don't know that a lot of people actually realize that is what they're doing um, when they're doing some self-development. I don't know that there is that conscious awareness. There may be. I mean, like I said, I can only speak from my own personal experience, but a lot of it is, I think, some emotion management expectations and and things like that under the guise of like mindset. Um, So because I got that coach and it was a coach who was a wonderful guy and he had shared with me, he battled depression and some alcoholism and things like that. And because of that, it was relatable. And I knew that I wasn't alone because I did end up sharing with him. At the time, I was not comfortable saying that I was diagnosed with BPD, but I told him I had an emotional regulation disorder. And I told him that because of that, it made rejection exceptionally hard. And the business actually helped me to get more used to the rejection. Even though, obviously, that's not what you want, right? When you're growing a business, but it's part of the game. It's part of the deal. It happens. So it it helped kind of, for lack of a better term, build that muscle. Um, he also got me into doing so some self-development books where I would ask him, well, how do you handle this? Or how do you handle that? And a lot of times it would be, he'd point me into a book or a resource, or he would say, you know, um, I do some meditation or I do, I practice some gratitude, um, or I do some journaling. So he gave me some pointers on what to do. And that is where I really saw the shift within myself, within the way that I felt about myself, um, within my outlook for things. So the other thing was surrounding myself with like-minded people. And then the last piece I will say is I started sharing my story some of it, I would say in kind of, I wouldn't say a censored manner, I guess kind of a censored, but it wasn't, it was a little bit more watered down. Like it wasn't all hard and fast, like all of the nitty gritty details, I should say, wasn't, I was going to say hard and fast, but really it's the nitty gritty details. Wasn't all of those nitty gritty details, but it was pieces of it that I felt comfortable. And I, so allowing myself to be vulnerable in a way that actually helped other people because I prior to had been vulnerable in a way that people did not 
I don't want to say gravitate towards, but they didn't recognize or respond or whatever. Um, so that is really kind of the pieces. And I know that it's kind of, you're probably thinking like, okay, like what the fuck, (laughs) like, what do I do? I don't know. Um, the reason that I share it with you is one, I want you to see that it is possible Two, my journey is going to look different from yours. It could look similar. And three, um, you can figure it out. Now, I am more than happy to be one of those people to help you figure it out if you are interested in getting into a coaching program with me. Um, I am going to be starting a group coaching program and I have a spot for 10 women and um, it will be starting once I get everything filled, once I basically have it filled. And um and I, the reason I decided, and I've been, I've been kind of struggling with this is do I do it group or do I do it individual? And I do think group is, is going to be really beneficial because you'll be with other people like you and you can see things that it, it's just, it's very eye opening in in the sense, and that's where it's like surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Okay people who are ready to say, I am not going to let this thing beat me. I am absolutely going to win. I can manage it. I'm going to come out ahead. I'm going to be happy, damn it, no matter what it takes. That's one piece to it. So that's why I decided that I think a group coaching program will be really beneficial and enjoyable. And um, like I said, if that's something you're interested in, you click the link in the show notes to schedule a discovery call and we can chat about what that looks like. Um, so to go ahead and recap for you, because I don't even know how long I've gone now, but I'm sure it's longer than I normally want to. Um, so what I did was when I got into DBT and I, it was a good DBT program with both an individual therapist and a group therapist. I changed my environment to suit what was better, a better fit for my needs. Um, I had personally, I had my own business and that led to me creating the vision of what I wanted for my life. I went to events, which helped to get me out of my shell, even though I didn't particularly talked to a ton of people, but it helped to show me that I'm not alone in kind of my ambitions and my vision, I guess. And then I got a coach. I then started working on a lot of self-development and self-care. I surrounded myself with like-minded people and I started sharing my story. And those are the steps that I've taken to get to where I am. And you can do that too. And I can help you with that. If that's something you would like help with, I would be honored to do that. And that's also why I got into coaching. Um, my business, when I first started, looked very different. I, it was not coaching. Um, as I've progressed, I've realized that that is really what I'm passionate about is helping other women like me 
um, who have had similar struggles, who feel like there isn't anything that can be done to improve or may just be hanging on by a thread in the sense that, you know, um, thinking that life isn't going to be any different, but you feel like it should be. Um, and really helping them to turn it into the life that they really deserve and the life that you really deserve and the life that you really love and are excited about. Anyway, so I hope that is helpful. Um, like I said, if you are interested in talking about the group po- coaching program or if you're interested in one-to-one coaching, go to the show notes, click on my link where it says schedule a discovery call or um, schedule a one-to-one call or something. I honestly can't remember exactly what it says, but it's a Calendly link. Um, Click on that, set up a time, we can chat and talk about what that looks like. Until next time, I hope this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you enjoyed this, please go and give me a five-star rating or whatever you feel is fair. (laughs) I don't want to tell you to do something that you don't um, agree with, right? But hopefully you would feel it's a five-star rating. And until next time, I wish you the best. So much love and gratitude to you. I can't wait to make another episode for you. I hope, I hope I can start recording these more frequently and hopefully start releasing more episodes. But like I said, Only time will tell. Hopefully, um, I will be able to have more time available to me soon. Okay? Have a good one. Bye. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like one-to-one support, sign up for a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.